Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about this indie film that doesn't get a lot of attention, and it's called Black Panther. Yeah, there jokes, you go. Jokes. Come on, jokes. Wow. Um, I think so I, it's a strong documentary start. about the animals. Yeah, yeah it's this documentary about this like uh, South African. Uh, I don't think it's Afri- African. Actually, it's about the political Wakanda. movement that came out came about in the seventies <laughs> about racial equality. You know, yeah. something come out of Oakland and stuff like that. And how bad, black panther. And, and how panthers are panthers are black. They're not. They're not white or oh, there you go. or or yellow mm-hmm. or orange or something. Are are they more colors for panthers or are they just all black? I think it's called leopards. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> come on, buddy. Come on. I think they're called cheetahs. Come on, buddy. Try to keep up, man. Come and on, man. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my! Yeah, exactly. There are there are no bears in Africa. Yeah, I don't know why they call it Black Panther. They just call it Panther, man. Come on, man. Why is it gotta be black? Why yeah, is it gotta be black? Okay. Racist. The creator, I think they asked him that, and then he was like, "If he just wrote Panther, it sounds really stupid." So he wanted to have yeah. Black yeah. Panther. That's why it sounded better. Oh, they could have done also during a time of how about inequality. So how yeah. about King Panther? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man! It's, it's, it's just king. two. It's just two Jewish guys, man. Give Prince him a break. Panther. It's just two Jewish guys. Give him a break, man. And do you know this is on the Twitter and stuff? But the original concept, uh, the uh, original concept for the character was called was it Coal Miner or Coal Coal Miner's daughter? Coal Miner or Coal King or something like that. And it's a really weird uh, design for uh, what ultimately became Black Panther because it had yellow, it had a cape, and this is weird stuff. But anyway, the original design was even even was 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 pretty bad. I thought the cape kind of stayed with him. Yeah, this cape, but it was a colored cape instead of the 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 uh, the black cape that he late, used later on. Anyway, we're we're getting sidetracked. We're getting sidetracked. We, we are Kill a little bit. <laughs> no, we're not. We're talking about Black Panther. It's all within the realms of the documentary. Well, what's the What's the current box office uh, number for Black Panther right now? Four days. It's going to be about two thirty. Oh, four days is two thirty now. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then three days about two uh, oh seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to beat uh, Ultron as uh, as it, far as it, three it already, day. It really beat it as far as yeah. And then the big <laughs> the one that some of the headlines that that popped up today was like, hey, in one weekend it, it beat the entire uh, Justice League run already. So yeah, that's uh, it's made a lot of money. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think it's second only to the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Yeah, I and not so, Captain yeah. America. I mean, uh, Avengers. Yeah, the first Avengers, the, uh, the Josh Whedon one. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So pro- it's it's all pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. It's probably end up what the final total domestic will probably end up in the six hundreds. I think probably because there's not there's not that much competition, right? So yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a big deal. It's a huge huge deal. It's a huge. Uh, it's it's probably gonna make one billion. I mean, maybe it'll do the yeah. I think I was gonna say I think it's gonna hit the one billion mark. Oh, it definitely will. Yeah. It's it's not, it's got till like Avengers come uh. Uh, Infinity War comes out. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Annihilation is this weekend, but after that, I mean, that's not even that big of a movie, yeah. right? I mean, the international market, Netflix has I haven't, yeah, I haven't heard anything about Annihilation. The, some of the reviews have come out. It's 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 pretty strong. And the reviews are strong, but it's not one of those things like, you know, it's not a four-quadrant qu- movie. Yeah, this, they, said, they said it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> and then The Wrinkle in Time comes out in like three weeks, but that's not for everybody either. Uh, yeah, I don't think the the next I don't know about that. I think I think a lot of kids are going to want to watch Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, but I think it might be a little too sci-fi-ish. But anyway, we should review Black Panther probably. I think that 
From what I've seen about the movie for Wrinkle in Time, I know this has nothing to do with Black Panther, but it looks kind of terrible to so, me. It's got a lot of black people. It seems like such How a high concept film. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree with what Josephine. It's very high concept and stuff like that. It's, right. very, it's very brainy and thinking and stuff like that, you know. So I well, don't know. Compared to Ready Player One? Oh, God. That's just like <laughs> oh, that. They that looks look like pure bad. Shit. I don't know. Like, the trailers aren't selling me for no, them, even not. though I want to like them. But I'm watching the trailers. And I'm like, they look like they're going to suck so bad. Or, you know, they're just too much information packed in. So it won't yeah. translate into a good movie. So, so Black Panther. Yeah. Ready yeah, Player yeah, One looks like just. Yeah. Ready Player One looks like pure sugar. That's, that's all I want to say. Okay. It looks like just Novocaine sugar. Anyway, Black Panther, what do you guys think? We'll, we'll shit on that later during the uh, after credits. <laughs> <laughs> but the, overall, I'm pretty sure all of us love Black Panther, right, at this point? Yes? Uh, yes? My, no. Oh, worst documentary ever. Yeah. I really dug it. I mean, my here's my whole thing. I, when I saw it Thursday night... I liked it very, very much. Oh, this is the part where you're going to tell us you're going to, you saw it twice, right? Yeah, exactly. I watched it twice. Because <laughs> these movies, I, I always watch twice. Mostly, be, uh, mostly actually because of my nephew. My nephew. I can't take my nephew to Thursday night and stuff like that. I'm not going to wait till Saturday. So I have to, I watch it Thursday night, and I watch it Saturday. And when I watched it on Saturday, I picked up a lot more stuff the second time around. And I love it. I think it's a great, great movie. It's a legitimately a great movie. Yeah, it's legitimately a great movie. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the last time I felt this way about a comic book movie was the first Iron Man. And uh, the Dark Knight, yeah. Oh, and and the Avengers, I guess. But the Avengers to me felt like an actual comic book movie. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't really. I, I I wouldn't blame you if you don't call it a comic book movie. Black Panther just kind of stands on its own. No, that's good though. I I'm glad that it doesn't have to force itself to tie into all of the uh, Marvel universe. Even though you know at the end we see a little bit of Bucky, but that doesn't really do anything for you as a moviegoer. So right, I like that it has a standalone movie. Kind of like Wonder Woman, you know, like they did so well and it was good because it wasn't forcing all this other crap in to be like, hey, don't forget, there's a million other characters around this world and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't need to see that. Yeah. yeah. It's a movie where you can kind of, if you didn't watch any other Marvel movie, you can pick up, I think, 90% of this movie. You did not have to watch any of the previous 16 Marvel movies. But here, I, I want to jump the gun. Since, since you mentioned the whole Marvel, uh, the MCU references in uh, Black Panther, the ending for Black Panther, specifically the, the during credits ending for Black Panther, doesn't absolutely alter the whole earth? Yes. And how are the other movies going to acknowledge that? That's what I'm just curious. Yes. Yes, yes is the answer. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> as soon as it's any as soon as any movie in the Marvel universe do not acknowledge Wakanda and Vibranium, you, I'm yeah. just gonna just go plot hole, plot hole. Yeah. Well, it's not like he. It's not like he's gonna give out everything. You know what I mean? He's he's gonna parcel out the technology and you know Vibranium. And so, you know yeah. what I mean? And my my also concern there is that it, Wakanda could be a Deus Ex Machina for every MCU movie, sure. where they need some kind of gadget to go. Where do you get that, Wakanda? <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a, it seems like they really put this stuff in a corner by having that in the in the end of the movie. Josephine, true. Um, I totally agree. Um, but then I think that definitely gives them a lot of room to go do crazy things in the second Black Panther movie. Obviously, like you guys said, though, how are they going to address it? Because it is there's such a cheat code. You know, they yeah. everything they do is like, wait, it's way cooler than everyone else. So I don't know how. They're going to do it. They're probably going to like really slowly release their information or, you know, maybe just in the end do what Michael B. Jordan's character wanted, which was just give everyone everything. And now the whole world's in chaos. Before Black Panther, every tech every tech thing, we go, oh, Stark, Stark, Stark. Right. So now clearly Wakanda's technology is even more superior than, than Stark's technology. 
So now every every new tech that shows up, we go, oh, Wakanda. Not Wakanda. necessarily. Wakanda. Not necessarily, because there is a line where Daniel Coulier's character. Kaluuya? Uh, Kaluuya? Kaluuya? Kula? Whatever. Uh, the Get Out Kaluuya, guy. Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Uh, Mr. Get Out guy. Uh, he, met, he's, he has a scene where in the council, he says, you know, the rest of the world is catching up to Wakanda. We have to change and start adapting. I think that's an allusion to Stark. Stark and his technology and stuff like that. The whole Ultron thing. Too. Right, exactly. And also, I want to throw out there, who knows what the, the MCU or Earth will look like after Infinity War. You know what I mean? Right. Half the planet might be blown to bits by the end of... Uh, that's where Vibranium comes in. Yeah. Yeah, so Deus yeah. Ex Machina for yes, Earth, Vibranium. But, but we don't have to worry about that right now. We can just worry about this movie. I mean, Albert liked it. Uh, I love. I mean, we both loved you, it. You mentioned Daniel Kaluuya. I, I want to tackle that. Mm-hmm. I thought his betrayal wasn't completely earned. I thought it was fine. It's it, a, it's but, a two-hour movie. But that's what I mean. There's it, only it, so much territory. It, it, it was just cover. fine. But it seemed like he 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 turned against Black Panther because the plot required him to do that, and it didn't seem that convincing to me. Well, I was actually going to ask Josephine first, like, what was her overall impression? Because we had we offered ours. Oh, yeah, Josephine. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't like my thing saying it's a sh- the shittiest documentary I've ever seen? <laughs> well, I thought you wanted a little bit more than just a, a, a joke and a bit. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like there was so much stuff happening, though, throughout the movie that I definitely need to watch it again because I was like, yes. I don't really know if I was taking it all in. I mean, I took it in as much as I could. Oh, yeah. We went to, like, uh, the West Covina Theater. So the sound quality was really shitty. So let alone, like, we have really bad trailers. I don't know what trailers you guys watched. We could talk about that in the after credits. But our trailers were so bad. So it had us, like, really wanting Black Panther to start, you know? Because usually sometimes if you have really good trailers, you're like, oh, man, what movie was I here for? But this one was like, oh, my God. When's Black Panther starting, please? Yeah. But then we noticed the sound quality was really bad. So I feel like that may have added to the not so cool atmosphere of the film except the film was still so good that i was like oh i i mean i noticed how bad it, the sound quality was but you know whatever um for, for me it was the opposite. yes uh oh before you move on because of the, the theater quality i gotta add the lighting for my screening wasn't that great i don't know what's going on but it wasn't that great end of story go ahead i mean I mean, we could just always end up paying more money and actually watching it in a really nice. Well, Jamie watched it in the nice well, expensive I, I, screen. Albert, Albert, please, I, I, I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to bring up the fact that I paid like twenty bucks for Dolby twenty bucks Adobe surround sound experience. I, I don't want to mention that, uh, Albert, but thank you for mentioning it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, and then we need to do like the five D experience so we could feel like we're actually in Wakanda. But you know, aside from doing that, um, the movie itself, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like, I think just. The way everybody was represented, too, you didn't feel like... Because, you know, okay, I think one of the big issues that people have with these films, like, they're going, oh, it's just a black movie. Like, I actually heard this... Well, I, I didn't hear it, but Edward heard this while we were in line waiting for the Black Panther pins at the Disney oh, um, Ghirardelli store in Hollywood. And then he's like, yeah, somebody actually was like, oh, you know, what's Black Panther? Oh, it's just some black movie. And I'm like, okay, I know the stereotype, the negative stigma that, like, unfortunately, all black casts normally have for certain films. Like, if you think, like, the Medea movies and whatever... But this one, I was like, it's an all-black cast, but it's not what you would possibly call, like, a stereotypical, like, black film. Just because of the budget, I guess, the story, you know, it's much more fantastical and all that stuff. So it definitely sets itself apart from all the other stereotypical black films. But then I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm, like, not the best critic to say that because I don't really go and watch all black cast films because they don't tend to get marketed to you. You know, it tends to be very focused and streamlined to certain people and then like because white people run the media they're like oh well we don't want to like share it because it has no white lead so whatever <laughs> but 
Um, aside from all that, I think this movie though did a really good job, and also the woman characters. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like Black Panther unfortunately had a lot writing on it. It's kind of like whenever a woman or a person of color they do something, they have to do it like a million times better than a white man, mm-hmm. right? And thankfully, Ryan Cooley, Coolidge Cooley. Oh my God, I'm Coogler. His name, Coogler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, I think, a phenomenal job, and also he's so young. Oh my god, I feel yeah. so old and like useless in my I'm life. I'm nine right years. I'm nine years older than but Ryan Coogler, man. That's did. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he did it a phenomenal job, and oh. like, so not only did what did it represent people of color very well, it also helped represent women very well. So I was like, oh man, he had like a lot of check boxes to like fill out and make sure like nobody's going to shit on him for it. And I'm like, and I think he did a good job. I think the only shitting I'm really hearing on it is from white people who are just like, ew, there's so many black people. Where are the white people at? And you're like, oh, oh God, God, are you are you really complaining about this? It's so stupid. This is an audio <laughs> podcast, but I just, I just instinctively rolled my eyes when you said that. Um, when I was watching this, it didn't really occur. To, okay, okay, of course it occurred to me, but it didn't go, I didn't go like, oh, look at all these black people. <laughs> it never really occurred to me to say that. It, to me, it really was just, they were just characters on screen. That was it. The only time that actually came up came up in my mind is like when it was the, uh, what's, what's her name? Nikita and Okoria scene. Because I realized at that moment, I've, I don't think I've ever seen two black women in these type of movies, action adventure movies, talking to each other. Th- th- I don't think it's ever happened. You know, you, you can go back to, all the way to like, uh, 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 movies with uh, black leads like Blade, uh, what's that Will Smith movie, uh, Hancock and stuff like that. You know, black story movies, but I don't think you've seen two after, after Earth. Yeah, or Meteor after Man. Yeah, maybe even Meteor, maybe Meteor Man back in the day. But I don't think you ever black seen. Man. I don't think you ever seen two black women actually talk to each other. You know what I mean? And that's an incredible scene because it's two women with different points of view and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's it's an incredible scene. So I, that's the only time where I noticed, wow, this is really different because you know it it just doesn't happen. It, it just never it's hap- never happened before. That that that's thing I particularly like because I, mean, I think it's the same thing we're talking about where deny, uh, what the girlfriend tried to get denied to join them, right? right? And. She was the general for the army. I mean, yeah. she can't just abandon the, her country. And I yeah. really like that they didn't pander to the audience to go, yes, I'm going to go help you guys because I know you're right. Because both characters are coming from different points of view. They're both complete three-dimensional uh, characters with different motivations and stuff. Deanna, yep. Deanna, Deanna, Deanna Guerrero's character is loyal to the idea of the kingdom, its continuation, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Uh, the spy lady, uh, Nikita. She like she's a spy. She's more. Uh, she's more into. Is the, name really Nikita? Nikita. I think it's Nikita. Nikita. She L- is. Lupita uh, Nyong'o. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's not Nikita. Up it's not Nikita. I'm it's pretty not, sure it's not Nikita. <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, let me grab my phone. Yeah, I think it's Nikita. Go, go, go keep talking. Yeah, it but uh, her, her wow. idea is we're so bad. <laughs> she's loyal to uh, what do you call it? She's loyal to Chicago. I can't say Black Panther's the, name. Takala. Takala. T'Challa. T'Challa. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I'm not racist. I swear. I just can't pronounce anything. So she's loyal He's to... He's totally racist. He still can't pronounce it. She's loyal to the Black Panther. She's loyal to... Uh, the, you know, she's loyal to... Nakia. Nakia. There you go. She's close, loyal to close, the, the Black Panther. She's a relationship with Black Panther. So it's it's a it's a brilliant scene. Like I said, they're, they're both... They both have their own uh, thought process. They have their own motivations, and you know what they've they uh, they came to different conclusions and stuff like that. It's 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 a brilliant scene. Actually, yeah, for me, uh, and Nak- then you know how you're saying. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just, I was just gonna say Nakia. For me, out of all the women, didn't care for her that much. It it seemed like her role was kind of 
stereotypical kind of girlfriend, kind of not. I don't know. Just whatever. It was whatever oh, for me. I totally agree with you. Um, I think the part that bothered me the most about the movie was near the ending. At the, you know how he's like. Takala, T'Challa, he's been asking her to stay, right? Right. Like, no, just stay with me. And then you're like, don't do it, girl. Do your Live your life. And then at the end, you know, he's like, oh, do it. And he goes in for the kiss. And then he's like, hey, I have a way to keep you here. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, like it was, I thought, okay, yes, her character wasn't too, like, um, she was like, she was the ex-girlfriend. She wasn't the current girlfriend, Correct. right? Correct, yes. But then at the end, she ended up fulfilling that role. And I'm like, damn it, like, it would have been better if she was like, no, I have to go. And then he's like, okay, like, if you have to go, maybe I can help you. Or, like, if he didn't go in for the kiss. It was just, like, small things, but it's like, oh, she should have gone in for the kiss. Or she makes the decision to say, hey, I'm going to stay, not because you asked me to, but because I choose to. But then, despite all that, I also was expecting her to end up playing, like, the femme fatale character. Like, she's the one who betrays everyone because she's the ex, because he's in love with her, and he could be blindsided by where her loyalties lie. So I was... Like, I'm really glad that they didn't go with that route, that the woman would be the one to betray him just because they tend to do that in movies, right? Are, like, are you, the girl's are, always like, oh, This is not a Christopher Nolan movie, man. This is not a Christopher Nolan movie. Are you familiar with Nakia's character in the comic books? No. I know nothing. I am a total ignorant little sourpuss. Because that's exactly what she does in the comic books. <laughs> yeah. She tends to be a bad guy in the comic books. Yeah. I, have, I have, to be honest, <laughs> I haven't read that many Black Panther comics, but from what I've gathered after the fact, after I watched Black Panther, yeah, she's, her arc in the comic books more, she's, ex-lover jealous more, girlfriend a bad uh, bad girl right now yeah but i would say that i think she's a great character because her because her character is also it's i think it's a little it's a little tethered to killmongers in the sense that they both think wakanda should do more you know what i mean correct and the her first thing is she's like helping with uh, uh child child slaves and stuff like that so she wants and she argues for uh, a, a Black Panther T'Challa to be more of a T'Challa to, 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 to have a more active role in the you know in the in, in the world and stuff like that. Killmonger has that same argument, but his is obviously more violent and more destructive and stuff like that. So I think she's I think she's a, she's a great character. I, I like her a lot. Yeah. I I do agree that she, she if she were to lean in for the kiss, it might have been more a little bit poor, more progressive, I guess. But other than that, I think she, she's great. Yeah, there were progressive moments, especially with like Denai's character and Shuri, uh, Tatiana, Latita White, Latita White. I think so. Okay. Uh, uh, or uh, Latita Wright. We should we should say this right now. Uh, we apologize for all the butchering, <laughs> all the, butchering names. the names. It's it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> we should have said that in the very beginning. I, know. I apologize. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Albert, edit edit this. It's edit nope. this part right here. Keeping it on. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it's uh, Shuri to me definitely is the standout character of the whole thing. Her and Denai's character. Definitely stand out. I think even more so than Black Panther himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I read and the and the comic books. I know she becomes Black Panther eventually, but but the way they set up Shuri is fantastic. Yeah, one of the, one of the, one of my first one the one impressions I got from the first viewing is, hey, Black Panther is actually overshadowed in his own movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great characters, and you're right. The little sister is great. She has one of the best lines yeah, in I totally the. Agree with you. You. Yeah, she has one of the best lines in the movie, which is you know Black Panther's like, oh, the suit works great, and and she says. Oh, have, haven't I always tried to teach you? Teach is that is a key word in the sentence. Teach you that just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. That's a beautiful, elegant line and stuff like that. That's and great characterization, great for for a life lesson for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like just because something works doesn't mean it can't get better, can't be perfected. She's people should always strive for to do better. It's, she's great. You mean be more progressive? And yeah, another thing I <laughs> no, like not just progressive as all as, the female characters is that. Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, while all the women, they 
are like, you know, he, he, the people that he chooses to help him, like, or, you know, that he respects the most are all like female, like you guys said, but also like none of them, aside from the ex-girlfriend thing and there being some sort of, you know, ex-sexual chemistry, they, when they're on their missions and stuff, none of that gets in the way. It's all like, no, we have to carry out a mission and we're very focused on doing the things we need to do. Same with his general and his sister. And I know it's like, it's the general and the sister, but then I feel like in every other film that we've seen, every time there's a female character, she always somehow gets talked down to in a way, or she ends up being, there's some sort of like sexual thing happening. Mm -hmm. So with these women, I like that none of them, you never even got a sense of that, right? Like with the general, there was only respect and same with the sister and same with um, the name I'm going to fuck up, the ex-girlfriend. But then with the sister, she actually actually felt the vibe of like, no, they are obviously brother and sister because they're like picking on each other and being stupid. And then, even with the ex-girlfriend, but okay, the reason why I bring this up is because like in Captain America Winter Soldier, I know Edward's like, that's my favorite film, except now he's saying, uh, speak for him now, he was like, oh, Black Panther has taken um, the number one Marvel film for me instead of Winter Soldier, but the thing that bothered me about Winter Soldier was that Black Widow and Captain America, even though you're supposed to be like, oh look, they're like becoming best friends over this entire film, I always felt like it was a little bit sexual, and like, you know, the whole like stupid thing, like, oh yeah, like he still has to protect her, obviously, because he's like, oh, I'm, I'm superhuman, but then with her like, oh, I have to kiss you be- to pretend that we're we're lovers because people don't like watching people make out and all the all this crap. It's like really stupid American like rom com jokes that I was like, why is this here? I don't feel like you guys actually respect each other or you know it, it just felt like there was a whole love story that they were trying to build but they were like just kidding haha because we're gonna pair her up with the hulk yeah. randomly so uh, well if you're gonna take shots at, at a movie i would actually take a shot at the recent uh uh james bond movie the recent james bond movie is a specter where they where they set up the girlfriend as she she used she's able to use guns she's trained by her dad but eventually when it push comes to shove in the third act she needs to be rescued and stuff like that you know what i mean in this in this in this movie, I think it's a direct direct response to the James Bond movies, where the women are, are equal footing. In that in that fight in Korea and stuff like that, the two women are just as important to the fight as Black Panther. So mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna take a shot, I think I think they're taking a shot at James Bond, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it had a very James Bond feel to it, actually. The whole mission in the casino. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like a James Bond movie. Yeah, but the only the key difference is instead of one James Bond where the guy does everything and you know everybody's just there to kind of help. It was more like Mission Impossible. Yeah, just to kind of just to kind of help the the main guy, the the male in the in the scene and stuff. The other the two women in the characters are just as important. They they do it just as much as Black Panther and stuff. Everybody's on equal footing. And going back to the female representation, even though Denai Guerrero's character is she's in charge of the the ladies that protect Black Panther, she sits in on those council meetings, right? She has an equal say in it. And also in that council meeting, his mother is there, the two older uh, black women from the different tribes are there. So, you know, there's a lot of equality in the Black Panther universe, in Wakanda itself. It's very progressive in that sense. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And the and the whole world building is fantastic in, Waka- in Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, you kind of, I know a lot of people are like enamored with Wakanda now, and I don't blame them, you know, Wakanda forever. But yeah, it's like it's like you kind of want to go back to that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where over the course of a two hours, you get to you you have a sense of what the place is like. You you sense in the outskirts of Wakanda, those are the fields where the animals live. You get the sense that the the water supply, the fish comes from the mountain where the where Mbaku lives and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And you get oh, you sense, got his name right. Yeah, I got his name. Well, he's a male <laughs> he's a male character, so obviously he's very important. You know, but you know what I mean. But you get a sense of a oh, real. Oh wow, that's pl- nice of you. I- Calling him the monkey king. <laughs> hey, but you know, you get a sense of of this country, you know how it works and stuff like that. 
You know what I mean? It's it's real. It's really well done. And the different tribes. You know how one tribe is like the merchant tribe. The other tribe. You know what I mean? They have different. You just you just get a functionality of 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 of, of the place. It's, and it's I, great. I also like how even though they are different tribes and whatnot, it, they they didn't like Harry Potter it, where each tribe is a specific thing, except for the monkey thing. But it's like I kind of like that because that's too young adult. If they did it that way, mm-hmm. and they kind of did not, so that's good. Yeah, it's great. Brilliant. So you guys want to talk about the villain oh, and um, the villains. how I think he was possibly the most complex villain that we've ever met so far in all of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. let alone like the first Marvel villain that actually cried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I went into this movie, I did like, you know, seeing the trailers and everything. You're like, man, it's Black Panther fighting himself. This is so stupid. This is like every single Iron Man film and not yeah. blah, blah, blah. But his story was definitely much more compelling. And like he did have wrong done to him and like Thor Ragnarok there's like oh you know Hela is like your sister your long lost sister who just comes out of nowhere but whereas Killmonger it's like there was actually history there you actually see him I mean not they're, they're on too. screen but you understand yeah like you understand the relationship that he had and like why he would become this way and so you're like oh I actually kind of feel for him and even though it's like yes he has a very militant kind of view of um, how Wakanda should be doing things it was like no he makes a good point right which is why okay when you're saying Daniel Kaluuya um, how he he just his character like betrayed Wakanda kind of fast in a sense he was still like loyal to Wakanda but he wanted the rest of the world like so I I mean I could see where your problem came from or like oh it's a little too sudden and I just went along with the story at least it wasn't too crazy for me it it felt more like spite because uh, Black Panther wasn't able to get uh, what's his face and and Killmonger was so it it to me it just felt more like spite that 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 Nicolu character would betray. Well, him. if your father was killed thirty years ago because of a terrorist act by Claw and your king can't get Wait, him, is that who he's supposed to be? It's supposed to be his son. That what? is his father that died. That his uncle. No, no, no for uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. Oh no, no, they they, they did something else. You know, yeah, that, I think something else happened where his father died because who, of the weapons. That yeah, who, he, I don't know. I'm making who, stuff up. Who did who did Claw kill that made Diana Kaluuya's character? Diana really? Kaluuya's dad. The 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 idea is when Claw went into Wakanda to steal the vibranium. Remember those, they showed oh. that big explosion. Diana Kaluuya's dad died in that in that in that in that terrorist terrorist attack, and that's why and that's the grudge that he's been holding, and that's why he. That scene with uh, Black Panther, he said he wanted to go on that mission to get Claw because he, he killed his father thir- uh, years ago. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seemed like to me like like he's out there to protect Wakanda's secret and all this mm-hmm. stuff. A stranger shows up with Claw, immediately dead, exactly the way he wants Claw to be. But he should at least have like raised an eyebrow like, who are you and why should I trust here's, you? Here's the thing. It's not his, first of all, it's not his movie. It's not his movie. Yeah, it's yeah. not his movie. Second of all, this, I, when I first saw it, I thought, yeah, the Killmonger plan seems kind of weird. But the second... Second time I saw it, it makes more sense. Basically, what happens is, so he takes a vibranium. He, Claw thinks it's a money deal. Claw gets the people out of Wakanda. Uh, what call? He gets captured by Black Panther. Killmonger rescues Claw to show that Black Panther is a horrible king. He's not very good at his job. He kills Claw, brings him to Wakanda. He usurps the the throne that way. No, I, mean, I, it's, I, that's I think it's, it was obviously me and Josephine that was the plan. Yeah, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty brilliant. It's a really it's a good brilliant. plan. I know. Good, I'm not complaining about the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. I have a small gripe with Daniel Kaluuya's character. Yeah, but his like I said, his father died, and I want him to I want him to yell at Black Panther and go get out, get out now, yeah. or like, something. Like that. It's, it's not it's not his uh, <laughs> it's not his movie. But just to pick up on the Killmonger plan, uh, character and stuff, it's a brilliant, brilliant character because what happens is what I notice is like uh, they don't do they don't explain a lot of 
things that happen to him after uh, his father dies, right? And, and what happens is he, all that information gets filled in by the audience because in in this movie, it's it it it, it uh, what do you call it? Ryan Kruger's uh, premise for Killmonger is basically the audience, you the people, fill in his backstory because. If in real life you 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 understand the struggle of African American child whose father dies of violence and stuff like that, you know what happens to kids in the inner city when a father dies. You know what I mean? You understand? You know what I mean? If you pay attention to the news, if you read any anything, you have any friends of African or African American descent, you understand you understand what happens to a child. You know what I mean? I think I think that's brilliant. I think that's wickedly subversive by Ryan Coogler. It's I think it's a I think that's why he's the best Marvel villain. It's it's a it's, it's a really good backstory. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I it's, I, I kind of wish at the very end though I was just waiting for Black Panther to go like, my dad shouldn't have killed your dad. You know it, that kind of a thing. There was no like I apologize for what happened to your dad. <laughs> there was nothing like that. Well, he just stared he at him and have go. Have to apologize, right? Because that's his dad's actions, and his dad obviously like never regretted it because yeah. he was all like, "Yo, whatever." And the fact that he <laughs> kind of offered to save him at the end. It's, it's yeah, yeah that was nice. That was his apology. It, it was almost like he wasn't willing to cross the line and go, "I'm sorry for my yeah. dad." And just to like, pick up, like, I'm, "That's all I've been wanting to hear yeah. you say, buddy." And also, what do you call it? <laughs> like I said, uh, what's uh, what do you call it? Like I said, uh, for the for the Killmonger character, for the most part, you don't see any kind of overt racism that he faces. You see a little news clip at the beginning of the movie. You see uh, Claw's character say some racial stuff. You see the the museum people kind of look at him funny and stuff like that, thinking he's going to steal some stuff. But like I said, you don't see the overt racism. You don't see you know the police brutality and the you know all that stuff. It's this is like I said, Ryan Coogler is it just assumes you as the audience knows what it's like to for an African American uh, kid to be born in, in Oakland in the nineties and stuff like that. It's you know, it's it's I think it's brilliant. And I think Killmonger's last line, uh just like hey, bury me in the sea with, with my ancestors who threw themselves off the boat because they don't want to live in bondage. I think that's an amazing line. That's an amazing, amazing line that a character says and stuff. It's 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 it's, it's incredible. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's probably the best line in any MCU movie. I think it's one of the best lines in any movie I've seen. Man, Jamming is just like going yeah. off. It's it's uh, yes. I mean, think in of, more than one way. I mean, seriously, <laughs> think about the <laughs> think about the last uh, action movie, the last Marvel comic book movie where a, a a character, a villain, is tethered to something that's so uh so racial and so real to our real life and stuff like that. I don't think you can name anything, any character that has that kind of uh basis in reality in ours in our life and stuff. Yeah, you know? well, like I said, once again the problem is that these are characters that were created back in the Wonder Years era. So yeah, it's it's surprising that Black Panther was able to tap yeah. into a more modernized way of mm-hmm. the characters that the other characters can't really do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're really luck- we're really lucky that this character exists. I think yeah. I think like Killmonger and that storyline and the way like I said Black Panther the movie tethers itself to real social issues and stuff. I think it's what separates it from the other movies that we've seen recently. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's brilliant. It, there, there's a grounded feel to Black Panther that I got from The Dark Knight, where it didn't feel like a comic book movie. It was like a gangster uh, crime movie thing. And this one, the Black Panther was kind of like that. It was it was very much just its own thing. Uh, but here, but I think it takes its. I think again, uh, yeah, I'm I'm giving Black Panther a lot more credit because like. Dark Knight, when it mixed the genres, it's mixing comic books and it's mixing crime drama. You know what I mean? It's right. mis- it's mixing movie with movie. You know what I mean? But Black Panther is mixing movie, comic book movie, action movies with 
real social political issues and stuff like and that. My argument there that's is the difference. my argument there is that would never have happened if it wasn't for the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight kind of led well, its way well, into, into, the, into this genre mashing thing into becoming even... That was 10 years ago. So, yeah, but social... Yeah. But politics is not a genre. Real life is not a genre, though. That's that's my argument. No, but, but, and also, but, nothing nothing uh, nothing ex- uh, uh, lives in a vacuum. So, of course, everything's part of a, a longer narrative. Dark Knight, this this gets, gets you here. Well, what I'm saying is that, that the whole idea is that we, we complain that there's too many comic book movies that feel like comic book movies. And I always appreciate when a comic book movie doesn't feel like a comic book movie. And the Black Panther is one of those. Dark Knight is one of those. And then I would say even the first Iron Man is kind of one of those. So, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm just listening to you guys go on about that. And I just want to be like, yeah, no, uh, it, was, it was great. I'm not going to, like, jerk off to it like Jumming does. But, you know. Um, but, is any, but, is, I, but is anything I'm not, if is anything I'm not saying not in the movie itself? You know, well, um, um, the thing is, it's not it's not exactly like nuanced. It's kind of in your face. Is it nuanced though? It's not nuanced. That's what I'm saying. It's not nuanced. It's pretty obvious. The thematic structures of mm-hmm. the themes of Black Panther are pretty obvious. Yeah, but the thing is, it's such done in a nuanced way. I mean, why? No, it's not. Did who who's the voiceover that started the movie? Isn't it uh, Lupita Nyong'o? Whose voiceover started the movie? Was it Killmonger? Yes, it was Killmonger's father. Uh, so <laughs> we're all like, we don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. My point is, when you start with these voiceover narration, you think it's Black Panther and his father. But no, it's Killmonger and I, his yeah, father. I, I didn't even think of it at all. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was just a voiceover. It's, it's a, that, yeah, you know, but, it's because we haven't had a chance to watch I'm, it twice. I'm okay, saying, so Jami has a one I'm leg saying, up on us. I'm saying there's a nuance, there's a, there's a, there's a tragedy in this, in the, built in this Black Panther that's really, really good. Like I said... It's Killmonger's fall from grace. He, he's getting exiled and stuff. It's he he he's it's it's a brilliant movie. It, it, you have to watch it again. It's really good the way the Killmonger storyline works and stuff. Yeah, like. we don't disagree with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just saying is that it's not as nuanced as you think it is. It's, I thought all that is pretty obvious. Really, the themes are pretty obvious in this one. Okay, it doesn't really it doesn't really challenge you in a way where it makes you think. Oh yeah, that's that's true. It kind of tells you that. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows you that. It's like it doesn't really. Get, yeah, I mean, it could have been more nuanced, but I think I think it really towed the line between like a serious political, social, p- political, cultural thing, and a comic book movie. So uh, yeah, I, I just I just really like the way it's directed. Mm-hmm. It could have been more, sure, but I, what it is right now, it's freaking am- amazing. I will say this though: the things that I didn't like were actually the more complicated stuff and stuff like that. I thought the car chase scene, since we've seen it with uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, but with a twist. Shuri wasn't even driving. Yeah, you know the and whole. She the, wasn't actually there. She was driving the, it, the her cool technology thing that is, she can link over. Is this still a black black SUV through the streets of Korea? Uh, you, you have you have bad guys shooting machine guns oh. against people who with spears. Uh, what did you guys? That's not. What did you guys think of the whole uh, fact that they have South Korea as kind of like a random ass backdrop, but you know, just having them do their deal in South Korea? Oh, re- re- refresh my memory. Uh, Age of Ultron. Did yeah. the whole action sequence happen in South Korea yeah. or was it in China? South Korea. <laughs> Poor yeah. South Korea, man. Because <laughs> South Korea, I think. I know. I know. I, all of a sudden, they're getting all these Marvel films just like, hey, yo, what's up? We're going to show here for no reason. The real world answer <laughs> is. Blow shit up. <laughs> no, the real world answer is because South Korea as a market is, I think they overtook England as like the third biggest market for, for, uh, for movies and stuff. It's after China and UK, and then Korea sneaking up on the UK. It's a it's a money thing. Korea is a big market for them. I, I kind of wish it wasn't the case where I know. No, the, I, I understand it was a money thing, 
like, yeah, I, I understand that's why they did it because yeah. they're like, Korea wants a part of the slice and everything. But it's just, what did you guys think of it in terms of it fitting in with the movie? I, well, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it didn't make a difference either way. It, it, like I said, I, I think Ryan Coogler wanted to have a, a James Bond feel to it. So mm-hmm. there's that, that globe trotting kind of feel to it by going to South Korea. You go to Oakland and then you're in Wakanda. So it has, it has all those elements of like, we're traveling to places. Kind of yeah, thing. but yeah, in this case, Korea could be interchangeable to somewhere in Brazil, somewhere mm-hmm. in England. It didn't really make a difference and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't. It didn't make that much of a difference. And uh, going yes. back, to, going back to why oh? there was a screening. Oh, um, a screening in Korea where like Lupita Nyong'o when she started speaking Korean, and all the Koreans go batshit crazy. Of course, because yeah, they're course. like, "Holy shit, she's speaking Korean!" Ah! But then, yeah. you know, when I was watching it with Edward, so he was like, oh, her Korean's kind of terrible. But to be fair, so is the Korean lady that's in the film because hers is really bad, even though she's actually Korean. No, but seriously? then <laughs> the part where um, Lupita, you know how they're like interrogating. Yeah. Um, Claw. When they're interrogating Ulysses. Claw. Yeah. And then she looks at the, the camera screen and she's all, oh, and she asks like, where's this? Right. Like it was just one phrase. But Edward was like, no, no, no. That was really good Korean. That one phrase was like better than most Korean that he's heard in like films he was like it actually sounded like a korean person saying it so yay she said one line like a perfect <laughs> korean the, the one the one thing that i want to give i know we don't talk about black panther a lot himself mm-hmm. because uh i think the pre- the main problem with black panther is that they have the surman syndrome where he's just too strong and how how are you going to do a compelling drama with a guy who's practically you know impenetrable so i i thought i thought this movie oh speaking of yeah, speaking of so strong, he's actually really weak because he gets defeated like all the time. <laughs> yeah, I <thought laughs> the, he, no, the, the challenges. The, that's what I mean. Even with the uh, the Monkey King guy, he like beat him up pretty well in the very beginning. No, but that's what I mean. The writers were able to find ways to depower him without making it feel like too much of a cheat, which is actually pretty good. Because like Superman, the only time you can really depower him is like, oh, there's Kryptonite, yeah. and then oh, there's Kryptonite again. Oh, there's magic. Oh, no, there's Kryptonite. At least this one, they were pretty like. Like smart and how to depower Black Panther because they realize, hey, our guy is just way too strong. And it's not so much that he's too strong, but it's just that his suit, based on Civil War, is just impenetrable. It's made of vibranium. And so why too strong? So they, uh, they, uh, what they depowered him. It seems like it seemed like if this movie would happen in Civil War, those grenades would have bounced off him and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. It, it, that's one. That, it was a little inconsistent because in the Black Panther suit, at one point he jumps on a grenade that doesn't do anything, but then when a grenade oh, is right. launched at him. He gets blown backwards. It's you know? the kinetic. No, no, it doesn't exactly. Make sense, See, no. that's what I'm saying. It's a little inconsistent. <laughs> and also, just speaking of the suit, I don't like the the CGI suit that he he gets and stuff like that. I like the the you old suit. Transformers. Is that it? No, yeah, it's just <laughs> it, it just looks weightless. It reminds me of the. It just reminds me of bad CGI in, a, in like a video game. It just it seems odd. My only, I mean? my only problem with the old suit where he has he carries his helmet around. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Power Rangers. Yeah, I, I like the old suit. I like the fact that it is a helmet. It has some weight to it. And a little thing I caught, uh, what do you call it? So he, so when Suri gives him uh, the two options, there's two, there's two choices, right? The the silver one and the gold one. He gets the silver one, but yeah, apparently the the gold one is the one that uh, Killmonger uses yes. later on. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan oh, of Oh, yeah, but then what yeah. was the difference really? Because she was like, which which one do you want? He's like, I want more subtlety. So he goes for the 
silver one, but yeah. I'm like, they're kind of the same, aren't they? They're kind of the same, but, out there. but I guess in terms of the necklace itself, the, the other necklace is more flashier than the necklace he chose. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, I, I guess uh, Chital is more uh, of a, okay. he's a little bit more humble. He's, he's the one, more humble. He doesn't want that, that bling bling. But I like, uh, I like Black Panther as a character. Unlike the other Marvel movies where the, the basic arc of their first movie is always in the beginning of the movie, he's a smart ass. He's wisecracking. He's a dick. You know, he doesn't care about anybody. I, I'm glad, you know, he, he has a different arc. You know what I mean? He, that's not his issue. He's yeah. a king. He, you know, he, he has different things going on. His whole thing is whether or not to uh, protect his people. You know what I mean? I think it's much more interesting than the other Marvel characters. Oh, and speaking of, yeah, uh, him being more interesting, they, they actually gave all the actors acting things they could do versus like when you're just a lead, usually you're just like a pretty boy who just stands around and is sexy. But he actually like got a chance to act, especially like when he like has those moments where he sees his father again yeah. in the afterlife. And you're just like, oh my God, he's actually doing stuff. Oh, he's actually, ha he has emotional range. Like, yeah. you know, they actually gave him a chance to do that. And same with, like I mentioned it earlier, but with Killmonger, when he gets, like you actually see him kind of break down with his father too, where like you never see that. Any sort yeah. of like, oh, vulnerability with these guys like but these guys actually have it and you feel it mm -hmm. versus like i actually kind of got a little qq when he saw his dad again and he was just like you know i don't think i can do this without you and i was mm -hmm. like i don't even know why because i don't think that scene was like the saddest one i think a lot of people thought um when killmonger sees his dad again yeah. that was like the sadder one of the mm -hmm. two but for me it was when black panther sees his dad for the first time again blah blah, blah. uh but part of possibly because the music when it kicked yeah. in i was like oh this music is so pretty and I don't, i'm not even like paying attention to the music that's how you know it's so good yeah. because it's actually being soundtrack music. Yeah, I like the amping up the scenes versus. I like the Chitala's second scene with his dad in the afterlife, where he goes, "Hey, fuck you, man! What the hell? What the hell are you? What, yeah, how'd you screw I totally up?" Totally like that, yeah. and that's that's a, a nice different arc that shows right. that his dad wasn't perfect, and he was like, "Yeah, my dad was a fucking idiot, and I'm gonna tell it to his face, yeah. and all my ancestors." Yeah, I'm gonna be better. So like you. Are you welcome to the afterlife later? Yeah, I'm going to be better than my father. I'm going to actually be a good king and a good person. I'm going to have it all, man. You know, F you, F you, and all the ancestors. By the way, that's a great scene to set up future Black Panther movies too because you see all the different Black Panthers in the background and stuff like that. So you can go back hundreds of years, thousands of years to different Black Panthers. You see Lady Black Panthers and stuff like that. It's a great scene. And the Killmonger scene with his dad is also great too because you actually see how, what do you call it, his death affected him because you see Killmonger as a kid and also as Michael B. Jordan. So you see how his death affected his, the, the kid, you know what I mean, into his adult life. And all that stuff is all that stuff is great. Well, for me, also, the, the scene where he sees his dad in the afterlife or whatever, uh, to me, the, I like the fact that his dad realizes that he made a mistake. And look what, look what he made his son become. Yeah. I did, I did like that. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't keep just You shouldn't keep Yeah, secrets, I'm really man. glad that it was actually, like, it was actually an, a what was it like a current afterlife thing versus it all just being in their heads like oh i think my dad would say this to me but it was yeah. like no it seems like it's actually their fathers and who they are and you know i oh i actually thought killmonger's dad wouldn't appear because they said that he never got a proper burial so i was like oh no he's just going <laughs> to an empty apartment and like because then you see the floor right it's like yeah. there's no body yeah. okay hmm. and suddenly he appears and i'm like oh okay no i guess i guess you're still there yeah and i also once again like like the whole social commentary about the fact that the T'Challa realizes that the older generation, while while they may have like run things smoothly in the past, aren't always right, and you gotta do the right things in the end. Yeah, you have to change with the time. You know, you have yeah. to you have to kind of evolve and change and stuff like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I was actually kind of taken aback where where it seemed like the popular decision in the beginning of the movie was that you have Wakanda has to have an isolationist attitude, mm -hmm. like screw the rest of the world, mm -hmm. protect yourself, 
right? Which I'm like, like compared compared to recent times, you're like, I'm not sure if that's the lesson they should be teaching kids. And then, sure enough, at the end, they realize, nope, that's that that's definitely not the lesson you want to teach kids. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I like the fact that it tackled those heavy heavy topics. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy topics that's, that's covered by this and stuff like that. And should we move on and talk about another small but important character, Mbaka? Mbaka is actually really great. The white people. The what? <laughs> no, Mbaka is the the. Uh, yes. That's a guy. I, I oh, like. I like. Yes. It. No. No. I, I know who he is. He's the only name you can pronounce correctly. But I'm talking about like Martin Freeman. <laughs> yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin and Ulysses. When when I was watching, well, Ulysses. Wait. Um. What's his name? Andy Circus. Andy Circus. He's he's, a, he's he's Andy Circus. Is he New Zealand or America? I think Australia? he's New Zealander. New Zealander. Yeah. So uh, we we don't really have any like actual Americans except for Michael B. Jordan. But but the point is that I, I was looking at Martin Freeman. I'm going, this this guy is like a lucky white guy to get to, to be in this movie and actually have a supporting role that actually like supports Martin Freeman's character in in like besides what he got from Civil War, where he was kind of like a tankless like you know big wig head CIA mm-hmm. head. This one, they actually fleshed him out, which I really like. Yeah, but he's still an exposition character, oh, yeah. though. He's literally just, to, he's and almost then, there to tell you, hey, Michael B. Jordan, he's CIA. He's one of us. He's, I, he's there more of us. Yeah, it's true. He, yeah. he serves a side thing, but then I think people were breaking down the character. How, like, you know, unfortunately, in a lot of films, when even, like, any sort of small white character always ends up beating out the people of color, right? Yeah. Whether it's their film or not. But him, he actually is, like, what was it, an active bystander? Because he doesn't just watch them destroy themselves but he actually helps and he doesn't do it because he's like i know what's right but they're telling him like you need to do this to help us and he's yep. like i'll do it for you guys not because it's helping my government or whatever but because it's the right thing I'm, to do. as i'm watching yeah. it play out yeah so he actually is actively helping out and but because they're like telling him like we need you to help us to do this 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 but not because he's like oh, i'm going to save you yeah. guys or whatever like they didn't need him to help at yeah. all you know but they're just like you know what you can't help Here's what you need to do. Yeah. So they're saying that they even they wrote the white characters off pretty well yeah. as well for this film. And like Ulysses, I was actually surprised that he didn't have a bigger role and was, you know, like He's when, when uh, Killmonger kills him, I was like, wait, that's it? Like, is he actually dead? Wow, that was a yeah. pretty quick uh, exit for him. And the Martin Free character is also that that CIA character where, you know, C- the CIA are kind of known for doing what. Killmonger was trained to do, you know what I mean? Right. He's he's he they go to nations in Africa, in Southeast Asia and they go in there and they destabilize they destabilize uh, regimes that we don't support, we don't like and stuff like that. There's a scene where Killmonger destroys all the heart-shaped herb hearts herbs and stuff like that. That's something that uh, what do you call it? That's something that the CIA really do, you know what I mean? They can tr- once they have the person they want in in power, they destroy the 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 the, the way you kind of re- uh, transfer power, you know what I mean, for the next secession stuff, democratic secession, voting and stuff like that. So Martin's that character is there for for exposition, but also symbolism too. It's really good stuff. And Andy Circus, you're right, he, he's great, but he's just unhinged. He's all he's crazy. He's nuts. But he's also kind of going with the flow. Martin, at one point, Martin Freeman asked about he does have a a, a mixtape or on iCloud or something like that. He goes, and he thinks it's a joke, but he goes, yeah, I do, I do have a tape. Come on, guys, hey, you know, it's good stuff. I mean, well, you know, you know, he's a fun of Night of the Roxbury. Hmm? What is love? Oh, there you go. Baby, don't hurt me. Right. All right. But uh, also for Martin Freeman, I also kind of like, well, for me, I was watching Watson. 
<laughs> when, I, when, I, when I watch it on screen because uh-huh. he has those he has that kind of like acting where where everybody around him is talking down at him uh-huh. so he's like this this frustrated defeated kind of look that he uh-huh. always gives us Watson in the Sherlock uh, uh-huh. show oh but he's condescending in the beginning though remember he's kind right. of he thinks you know people from Wakanda is a third world country and stuff like that he's talking very down <laughs> stuff like that. that parental racism and stuff like that that's good stuff right yeah, there and, but they flipped it and then and then uh, when in, in Wakanda he's definitely like the minority and, and I kind of I kind of was just yeah. watching his acting and it just like, yeah. it was it was entertaining. He's a real good actor. But going back to Umbaka, the the did, ape, uh, did you guys uh, uh, know the joke? Oh what, wait, before what? you go on to Umbaka, mm-hmm. did you guys know the joke about how having um, Martin Freeman and oh, right. uh, Andy Serkis in the film, it's okay because they're the they're the Tolkien white guys? Yeah, yeah, it's like a pretty good joke. <laughs> Uh, 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 okay, sorry. But, on to Umbaka. But I like the Umbaka character because, like, it's a, he's offered, uh, what do you call it, the the heart and stuff like. That. He's offered more power and stuff like that. But you know, because he's a three dimensional character, he's thinking. He has. He realizes, you know what? I got I got my ass kicked by Black Panther. I'm not the guy up for this job. You know what? Instead of me taking this this uh, heart shaped herb, this the supernatural power and stuff like that. Hey, Black Panther's in the back, guys. I want you to just give it to him and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I think that's I think that's really. Really well done. I think it's really good. You know why, right? Hmm? Wakanda forever. Yeah, Wakanda forever. But he's not part of. Technically, he's kind of not part of Wakanda. He's still like part of Wakanda, even though he's separate kind from of. the rest of them. And also, just and also, there's a scene where when Martin Starr's character, Martin, she starts talking, and they start barking at him and stuff like that. You you have that whole thing where like, oh my god, these are these are savages, these are brutes and stuff like that. And his line is like, oh, we're not gonna feed you to my my kids. We're vegetarians. Stop it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that flip and stuff like that. It's really good. And then he kind of took over the role that Daniel Kaluuya had at the mm-hmm. end of the movie. Yeah, he had. Well, he has the Han Solo part at the for the last battle where he shows up uh, at at the very end, rescues everybody. Oh, also something. Speaking of oh, that, yeah, I was oh. I was confused about that. Like, how do they not see this giant yeah. army crossing the empty plains? You know, it wasn't like there's trees and stuff yeah. they could hide in, but there was just like all of a sudden a huge army, <laughs> and yeah. it was like, oh my god, where'd you guys come from? And I'm like, the I don't trees. know. Did you guys see them? That's the a trees. that's a classic classic <laughs> movie trope where any kind of large vehicle, any kind of large person, they can enter a room without. Making any noise. Remember at the end of Jurassic Park, where the T Rex enters the room and kills the Velociraptors. There's no way a T Rex can silently enter any room, you know, without people noticing. You know what I mean? It's a classic. It's a very old movie trope. You know what I mean? It's it's a weird okay. thing. Okay, and then other things is like okay, the the right uh Black Panther when he takes down that first airplane, right? First, I was also like, oh, is he, so he just like willingly kills his own people just yeah. so he can save them from. You know, I, I transferring thought, out I the cargo. I thought about that too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming somebody was piloting the plane. Yes, but then apparently there's rhinos in there. So it's like, are you telling me the rhinos were just sitting in burning wreckage for like 20 minutes until Daniel Kaluuya yeah. blows his horn? And yeah. I was like, that, that didn't make any sense to me. Unless they were robot rhinos, but they weren't. They were I, real I, rhinos. I thought the rhinos so were. They were just sitting in burning wait, wreckage. Wait, wait, the rain, the rhinos were in those planes? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't. It looked like they came from the flames. No, I, I no, think no. the oh, came, I think, I think they yeah. came from the from a distance, and yeah. that's why he blew his horn to yeah. call them to go. It's there. the same criticism I had with the uh, um, uh, Mubaka's tribe, where they just, like I said, they just, just magically they, show up. They just magically show up without showing, without any kind of, you know, without any making any noise or any kind of presence and stuff like that. Yeah, right. I, I understand. I under, yeah, I'm not a big okay, fan. I totally of, thought hmm? they came from a burning record no. all the time. I wasn't a big fan of the ending too because I don't think the actions were that interesting and stuff like that, and. Uh, it just felt like they were. I know they they don't want to show a lot of black on black violence and stuff. I, I understand that. Really? that that was an intentional thing. I I think so. I don't think 
you, I don't think you want to show a lot. And also, they're also restricted by the fact it's a PG-13, so they can't show a lot of blood. So when he kills, for example, when he kills the, Dioma, oh, I can't pronounce it. Killmonger? The, no, when Killmonger kills the lady, Dormana, Dormanju the lady. Tea. Yeah, Milhay. Yeah, when he when he slices her neck, you can't show a lot of blood. I think it's a factor of those two things where you can't show a lot of blood because PG thirteen. Also, like I said, I don't think they want to show a lot of black on black violence and stuff like that. But to me, the the third act, some of the action, um, is kind of like boring. That's a, no, it doesn't matter because they've been they were showing the challenges they were fighting then, and then they would show him like being impaled by things. So you're like, oh my god, I thought this was actually pretty like. No. You know, gory it, it, for a Marvel well, film. For, it, it, it could it, be also a thing where they didn't want to show gun on gun violence with black people in it, <laughs> and it wasn't that case. Well, hold on. Well, in the, if you just break down all the individual fights, in the first fight with the Mbaka character, he spares his life, right? And then the only character that uses a gun is Nakia's character because she's outworldly and she's more progressive and stuff like that. Everybody else, nobody else uses a gun in the, in but the movie, But guns right? are a pri- primitive weapon. Yeah, exactly. As according to mm-hmm. Okoye. Again, so that speaks to the fact, like, I don't think they want to show a yeah. lot of black on black violence. Even though you, you see uh, Black Panther destroying that, that plane and stuff like that, you don't see the, the you know, the, the wreckage of the pilot inside. Yeah, you don't like see the prison jumping off with a parachute. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You don't see that either. So, you know, they split the difference. <laughs> Oh, and just going back to one more thing that I really liked about the world building with Wakanda is when they kind of resuscitate uh, uh, Black Panther, they use the heart-shaped herb, even though uh, the little sister goes, the little sister goes, oh, we got to get him back to my lab so I can save him in my lab. But because they can't do that, they use the herb. So I think what they're trying to do is this, they're trying to say is Wakanda has a nice uh, understand, uh, they, they use religion and spirituality well, a side by side with technology, you know what I mean. There's no conflict, you know what I mean. They, the, both these things live in harmony and stuff like that, you know what I mean. They can use one or the other. So I, I like that. That's a really nice touch, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. There's also no. There's it reminds also, me of no. Sorry. There's also that in the Avatar and uh, Lion King. A lot of symbolism that they had, and then yeah. uh, Edward was saying that he thought that. Well, Killmonger was actually Simba because, like, he has a fall of grace of sorts, and then has to leave the kingdom. But I was like, oh, I actually thought Black Panther was Simba. I, the I whole thought time. it was Black Panther but, also. Yeah, you know, yeah. his father Mufasa is not perfect. He, him falling off the cliff was like, like Simba, like leaving the after the thing. But isn't but isn't <laughs> but when those didn't they say Lion King is also Hamlet and stuff like that? You know what I mean? A, a, a prince gets gets ostracized and comes back, fights his uncle and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, in, I mean, in this there's, case, there's it's, shades it's, of it. There's shades yeah, in this case, it's the cousin. And like I said, and, and going back to the whole religion versus technology and how they kind of live in harmony and stuff, I like the fact that they take religion still very seriously. That in a, in most a lot of the movie, they mention the god Bast, I think they worship and stuff like that. That's sprinkled throughout the movie. In that scene again, with when in, when Black Panther gets resuscitated, Martin Starr's character, the CIA character, is looking on that ceremony. But because they take religion very seriously, it's it's a very private thing. With like, wait, 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 wait! Hmm? All this time you were saying Martin Starr, you were been you been meaning to say Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, I'm sorry, Martin Freeman. What's the character's name? Because I was thinking like Martin Who's Starr. Who's Martin Starr? What? No, Martin. No, yes, I Ma- agree Martin that Starr is an actor. Hilarious though, him <laughs> yeah. just standing there looking on like an idiot, and they're just like, "Hey, yo, you need to look away. This yeah. is a private moment." Yeah, that's a that's a really <laughs> nice little oh, small. Oh, Yeah, that's a really nice small little touch where the Mbaka character says, "Hey, hey, buddy, hey." Turn your eyes that way, man. Hey, this is a private thing. The guy, a guy's literally about to come back from life and stuff like that. Well, he's about to enter the the afterlife and come back and stuff. Like, hey, just revert your eyes and stuff like that. It's really good. I, I really, I really like that part, that part of uh, Wakanda. Yeah, it, it, it took me minutes to realize 
Wait, Martin Starr wasn't in this movie. Martin Freeman. Like, why ever? Why Ross. don't I remember Martin Starr in this movie? <laughs> and he's a white guy too. He yeah. would kind of stick out. I know. He was just in, <laughs> he was just in, uh, in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, I like that the relationships the women have with the men are not the first and foremost thing. Because I know I mentioned this in passing earlier, but like even the general, right? She's in a relationship with Daniel Kaluuya's character. But the only oh, right. reason, the only time we ever get hints at it is when she goes, oh, you know, my king, my love. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. It, 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 it does but seem then, like, like it. you don't ever see it. And I completely forget about it. Yeah. It, it does seem like a throwaway oh, thing. I, where Yeah, I was going to say, I completely forget about it until the end. Like the, like the only times they mentioned it was in the beginning and then at the very end when, when they're both relevant. It yeah. was just like, oh, well, we got to make sure he says that because it makes it more poignant at the very end. But yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand. It's kind of it like you forget. And I, was, cause I was like, why is a rhino stopping and licking her face? Maybe she's just that cool. And then I was like, oh, right, yeah. right. They're together. Okay. And I guess yeah. the rhino knows her. But then I still like I enjoyed it. And then, you know, it was her. She was just like telling him I would fight you for Wakanda. And then he had to realize, like, yeah. oh, shit, we're, like, fucking shit up yeah. for no reason. It's we not, need to stop this. So that, that I, I like that moment. Too. Not only that she would just uh, fight him for Wakanda. She would actually – she makes it perfectly clear that she would, she would kill him for Wakanda. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah, pretty, you know why, that's pretty right? serious. Oh, you know yeah. why, right? Uh, Wakanda forever. Right exactly. Yeah. Wakanda forever. You can't you get see me right there, but I'm, I'm doing the little thing. Yeah, because you you're, you're down, I guess, <laughs> is what, what we're saying. You're, you're a homie, I guess. <laughs> homie, what? Good lord! And the other thing I liked about the the the, the movie is at the very end, where basically, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, superhero movies, they end kind of like, uh, like oh, the, it's just just the main character by himself, sort of reflecting on the journey he's been, how he's changed and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of a very self-contained kind of a thing. You know what I mean? But in this case, you know, uh, this guy you know, does something that's very generous to the world and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about the, the UN speech. I'm talking about him going back to Oakland where Killmonger is from. And he, you know, he's bought a community center. You know what I mean? He wants science and education to be his ultimate gift. Once from again, huge really game changer for the MCU. Yeah. If all the other movies don't acknowledge it, yeah. plot hole, plot hole, plot but hole. Also, I think it says something. I think other comic book movies should take notice. I think I, I want to say like Wonder Woman had a chance to, to to do that as well you know what i mean but because wonder woman the whole Zack snyder universe is tethered with the old-fashioned idea of a superhero has to keep his he keep her, his and her secret identity i think it really held back uh, wonder woman there's no reason why wonder woman sh- sh- couldn't shouldn't end with her revealing herself to the world saying hey listen i am a symbol of peace and love and prosperity you know what i mean well I, to be to be fair t'challa never said i am black panther there was nothing like that because nobody but, knows. Yeah, that he was no exists. Iron Man. But yeah. but you you realize yet, anyway. you realize that that spaceship just appears in Oakland, right? And then he the next thing is in UN. It hints at the fact that he's going to say, "I am Black Panther." You know what I mean? But remember, nobody knows Black Panther exists. Yeah, but like I said, that spaceship is not going to be like the spaceship. The sure, but Black Panther, not really. You know, it wasn't like Iron no. Man where everybody knew Iron Man exists, and then yeah. Tony Stark's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm Iron Man." Mm-hmm. Remember, the CIA kept Black Panther quiet. Like right. nobody knows he exists. But you don't think those two things are kind of related? That this, like I say, he's going to reveal Wakanda. I think I think the, the spaceship is related to Wakanda, mm-hmm. but not Black Panther. The, the movie didn't really go that that way. Where by the way, I may be king of Wakanda, but I'm also this superhero called Black Panther. I they think, never did that. I think they're tying the two things together, though. I think they're showing it. Uh, what what's that expression? 
you uh, you think globally, but you act uh, uh, in, in your community. I think it's on two different levels. Uh, on the community level, on a sort of uh, everyday level, he's revealing himself to the people, and you know, like I said, buying a building, showing an outreach program. But on a on a global level, he's revealing himself also as Black Panther and Wakanda and stuff like that. I think those are two. I think those are the two things that he's going for right now. I'm going to disagree with that because it doesn't seem like he's saying he's Black Panther. He's just saying like, "Hey, we're Wakanda, and we're actually a lot more advanced than you think." That's what that's the reveal that I got. Yeah, but not, not that, by the way, I'm Black Panther. I, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. I mean, I think I think afterwards when people like look up into the history of Wakanda, they go, "Oh, he's this thing called Black Panther." Oh, okay. That's the impression I got. Yeah, but I don't, I think but you have to look at the MCU as a as a whole though and secret identity is not that urgent it's not that a, a big a deal for the mcu so but, i don't think but for, I don't for think me i think it's the reverse you see iron man and then you and then and then you find out it's Tony stark this one you see t'challa and you find out oh he's a black panther i, I don't think i don't think it's i don't think it's like that well we'll, we'll see we'll see with the no they, i don't think they're going to acknowledge it at all the next time you see black panther everybody's just oh gonna my god black okay we don't know yeah. yeah we'll figure it out in the future you guys yeah we can push <laughs> off in the future <laughs> But you get what I'm saying, though. My like, my the gist of my point is, like I said, his the ending to his movie is, like I said, it's a more giving to the world than other superhero movies and stuff like right. that. You know? Right, right. And you know why, right? I know. Because we'll cut the forever. No, I, I didn't like about the um, ending parts of them showing, like, those extra scenes was always that they ended with a stupid-ass thing, like, you know, the kid's like, oh, is that your ship? Yeah. Who are you? And it fro- stops and it on his cuts. face, and then it cuts before he responds. And then the second one was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna give uh, all. We're gonna release our information to the world, and the guy goes, "But what is what information does Wakanda have?" And it shows and it his cuts. face, and then it cuts. And I'm just like, "Okay, you already did that in the previous scene, but you guys did it again. This is kind of stupid." It's, it doesn't count. It's, it doesn't but, count. It's a during it's credit sequence. But but I'm okay with them cutting at the UN part because you know the movie you saw the two hours shows you what they have to offer to 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 the world. Uh, well, you, you know, know, to make it, to make it full circle to Iron Man. Hmm? The, the, the whole cutting off the answer thing is an old trope and you see a lot of, in a lot of movies and Iron Man was different because yes but if Iron Man doesn't do it he just says I am Iron, Iron Man Iron you're Man, like oh exactly. my god so I, I mean I liked it but then now they're like going back to it so yeah. I kind of was like ugh they didn't have to go back to it because if, if you think about it the whole scene with the kid goes like who are you and he goes my name is T'Challa and he's like who I am also known as the Black Panther and he goes who who? Never mind. Run credits. I'm Star Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, but the, but, the thing is you're, but you're you're excluding facts, different facts from the scene though. He he has a spaceship that actually lands on the playground. So obviously those two things are tied together. So what he's telling the kid is whatever whatever he says literally. The the what you infer is that he's telling the, these kids, hey, you have unlimited potential. I'm a black, you're a black kid. I'm a black man. I have a spaceship. In the future. You could have a spaceship, just like me. I, I, I think we're, to get, we're talking about two different things. Yeah, I think because <laughs> I get that too. It's okay. It's yeah, fine. But, it's fine. Why can't the so, symbolism the, of the it be more important than the like, literal okay, part? Uh, <laughs> but what's more important, the symbolism or the literal part of it? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. But I yeah. was talking about the literal part of it. Yeah, still, what? Not everything has to be spelled out, though. But you know? I already acknowledged the the actual team. Hence, why the whole like. World-changing, game-changing yeah. action at the end of the movie, where if the, none of the other movies acknowledge it, that's already a plot hole. Because the, the, the things that Wakanda could do for the rest of the world is so much more than America has ever done for the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. And on that anything note, else? Were we catch anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Wakanda forever. Thanks for listening, <laughs> folks. Uh, Josephine, where can people find you online? 
Oh, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at uh, SlowJoJojo and Instagram at IamJosephine. Wakanda Forever. Uh, Jabe, where oh can you find God. you online? I'm not going to say it if you're going to end it with uh, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Wakanda Forever. <laughs> uh, my Wakanda Oliver. Forever? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. If I said Wakanda, what would your reply Wakanda be? Forever. No, there you go. Wakanda Forever. Go ahead. Forever. What kind of forever? I also have a flag. Uh, this is Albert. You can Where find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me in my other podcast, The Software Junk Show. Uh, I saw the movie blog and the comic strip. Forever, ever? If you want to send comments, send them to whoatworstwhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, just head over to whoatworstwhy at gmail.com via our slash support. Uh, music has been provided by DY Access. Find them at dyaccess.com. All the links and information can be found at who, what, where, spy. I say Wakanda, you say? Forever. Forever! Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and on that note, this has been another episode of Spoilers, Please, which is part of the Who, What, Worst, Why network. Wakanda <laughs> Forever.